So I was uh, out walking my dog the other weekend and I bumped into you at the Temple Terrace Winter Wonderland. Um, you know that, yeah, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, I was sitting out there waiting on the parade with my little puppy and they both just lunged at each other. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> my, dogs. Mine lunged away, actually. Oh, is that what happened? Mine yeah. lunged at. And then I, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I looked up and it's Dahlia. And I was like, oh, yeah. hey, what's yeah. up? Yeah, I was, uh, I was out there to check out the drone show. Yeah, I never got to see it, unfortunately. Uh, we kind of got hungry and, and ended up uh, heading out. Before you know, a lot, of, a, lot of people, a lot of people didn't get to see it. So it was scheduled to start when the event was supposed to end at 830. They were like, it starts at 830, which I, I didn't know ahead of time. I would have come later. But then uh, it, it was postponed an hour. So it didn't actually start till 930. Lots of people were leaving. Um, it was sad to see. It was a cool show. It's cool to see. Um, but yeah, they, I think they had some technical difficulties and it took a little while to get going, but Hey guys, welcome to Tampa talk. Uh, it is December 8th. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. All right. So what are we talking about? Well, this, uh, really, uh, it's relevant to the season, December 6th, 1990, the NHL, uh, granted conditional membership to the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is the start of the Tampa Bay Lightning here in Tampa Bay, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so that's back in 1990, uh, right, December 6th. And then it wasn't, but it was like two years later when they actually played their first season. So 92-93 would have been the team's inaugural season, which I guess they played in the Florida State Fairgrounds. Uh, They won their first game against the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, but then they finished six in the division with a record of 23 wins, 54 losses, seven ties for 53 points. Uh, yeah, it took them a little bit to get going, but 1990 are granted the conditional membership to the NHL. Which is pretty crazy that that was at the same time as the Ottawa Senators, too, because, you know, those are like two very different cities getting a team at the same time. For those yeah, of so, who right, don't know. So Ottawa, I guess, is the was like the most popular hockey place without a team and then tampa was considered an untested market it was a big question mark but apparently my understanding was that that year 1990 the nhl had like an ambitious goal of really expanding um and so they were they were kind of aggressively adding uh some teams but that yeah so the exact same time both with unanimous votes ottawa and uh tampa were um granted uh conditional membership Hmm. Three seasons or three Stanley Cups later, the Tampa Bay Lightning definitely do a lot to spread the game of hockey yeah, in the community. Sure. So, definitely look into your programs or some of their programs about how they're getting um, people access to hockey here in Tampa Bay. In uh, more modern news, we have uh, some cold weather that's come through Tampa, and the as such, weather shelters have opened across the city. And so, cold weather shelters generally come or start popping up when we're getting below these like 60 degree temperatures in the evenings and they will start taking in guests from 6 p.m until 8 p.m unless they reach capacity prior to that time and so these shelters are spread across um like i said the city they're over on like east tampa communities um plant city uh downtown and so we if you check out the article that we linked or check out cold weather shelters you can um find out the different locations that they have 
Um, and like they're all over the county. This isn't even just like city Tampa proper. And the shelters are for adults only. However, Metropolitan Ministries is offering a limited number of single night motel vouchers on a first come first serve basis for families with children. Um, however, pre-registration is required and you can find out more details by calling 813-209-1176 before 5 o'clock p.m. And uh, if you're interested in volunteering or hosting at a cold weather shelter, you can contact Julie Watkinson, the community relations coordinator at watkinsonj at hcflgov.net. Um, and so, you know, get involved or get what you need with the, the Hillsborough County cold weather shelters. Um, USF has also released the first renderings of their new on-campus stadium. And so, so far they've raised $43 million of their $50 million goal with $6 million coming from the USF Federal Credit Union, um, which will be the named partner on the pregame bull stampede. Um, and so the stadium is scheduled to open fall 2027 and will include uh, east-to-west build, so that will maximize shades for events, which is huge because, like, I... Only been to, I've only got tickets for a Bucks related, like a Bucks Stadium event, a couple of times. But I always make sure I'm on the shaded side because it gets hot out there in the uh, any time of the year because we're in Florida. <laughs> um, but they'll, they're building it intentionally to help maximize shade. They're having a dedicated section for students in the west end of the stadium, and they will uh, have a large tailgating space on the north side of the stadium as well, as well as premium seating options and, and uh, an open concourse. So 2027, we still got a long ways to go, but should be cool once it uh, gets opened up. Yeah, the ball is rolling. The money is looks like almost raised. Um, I did hear and I didn't read all the details, but that they recently, uh, I guess, are changing builders. Um, so that's, they, they kind of dropped the people that they were initially working with, but, um, yeah, I mean, things are moving along. I, it's cool to see the renderings to see exactly where they're talking about putting it, putting it on the, what looks like the, um, East side of what I knew as religious row, um, which is where they had like the college ministries on the other side of the road out there, uh, right yeah. along that road where they have some of the other sports complexes. Um, uh, but it's exciting to kind of visualize it and see all those renderings that they're released. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. And then the Uptown Business Accelerator has accepted its second cohort of startups. And so the accelerator program that launched in May with the mission of boosting underrepresented founders, um, it will have its next cohort. The companies that they're selecting are intentionally chose to build institutional wealth while also um, stimulating the area's tech talent. And so businesses involved in the core have a potential to receive a $3,500 grant um, without having to exchange any equity in their company, um, which is a really big deal. Yeah. So that's the Soaring Cities group that's doing that. Um, and they're working with, I know, Chris Morancy and um, the, uh, they're, I think they all, all participating organizations are getting the $3,500. Um, that's part of the program. Um, and I do, I did see a post on LinkedIn. It looks like they uh, have had, the, I think their first meeting was this week, but they're up and running the cohorts together and uh, we will pay attention and see how that unfolds. Thanks for uh, sharing that, John. Um, the city is also working uh, to award more lots to developers for affordable housing. And so this is part of a six year project to bring affordable homes to our city of Tampa, um, which is definitely needed. 
And actually in another article that we shared this week, um, Tampa St. Pete is among some of the worst metro areas for the middle class. And so this study found that um, when it comes to the best places for middle and working class people, a new study suggests that you should, that just the affordability of the homes actually isn't the biggest indicator, but the cost of living and inflation. Um, and so somewhere like San Jose, California, where the median home price is over a million dollars, is still at the top list of these major metro areas because their cost, their wages have increased accordingly. And so that they're able to actually like pay for their um their expenses versus, you know, 150 miles east of that in Fresno, California, the worst city was not, which was ranked at number 50. The median home price is only $360,000, but the, the, the wages aren't, um, aren't matching that cost of living. And so Tampa was closer to that Fresno, California, uh, ranked at number 40, where our wages just haven't caught up to our home prices and our inflation has increased as well. And so that's pretty, uh, pretty, old Florida story where people think Florida is just this, you know, wild South and, you know, we don't have the cost. It's cheap to live here. And, you know, there's no rules and all that kind of jazz, but with the influx of people moving to Florida, that's really changed the name here. And so um, wages really have to react accordingly. And so this uh, city project for affordable housing um, will allow for a qualified developer or nonprofit to receive the lot at no cost. So these are lots that the city owns. Um, but the developer must build a home for an income eligible buyer. And so uh, these lots are mainly located in the East Tampa and Central Park areas, which for those of you who don't know, Central Park is kind of like Perry Harvey Park, like that downtown area. Um, and so the first phase consisted of 95 homes and the second um, created 17 affordable single family homes. And so developers that participate um, are selected through a lottery process, and then they must uh, select qualifying buyers through the City of Tampa's Dare to Own Dream Home Ownership Program, which offers $40,000 in forgivable down payment loans. Um, so it's a great way that the city's working to kind of get people um, into home ownership, which is, you know, largely correlated to um, a family's ability to come out of poverty as well. So I want to learn more about that down payment assistance program because, and I'm sure that's a first time home buyer thing, but that is a, uh, that is a large forgivable down payment loan. That's, that's substantial. Yeah, it is. Um, and then this weekend we have some various events going on in um, the area. So we have the swarm, which is well-built bikes group ride happening on Saturday, December 9th at 10 AM over well-built bikes. John, will you be joining them out there? Uh, I plan to, yes. Um, and I, I am in the middle of a project at my house that, but yeah, I should be able to get out there on Saturday morning. Um, we meet up at 10 AM. We are rolling by 1030. Um, kickstands are up and we're gone. So, uh, don't be late. Um, we'll meet right out in the ground level of the parking garage, right outside of the shop. And if you really love biking, you want to bike again in the afternoon on bikes is having their winter wonderland ride from two to 1030 PM. Um, and so this year's theme is let it glow and the, uh, it does come at a cost. And so you can sign up online and get your ticket and the cost, the, the price you pay goes back to the, it's a fundraiser, right? So the cost you pay goes back to the organization, um, and tickets include the ride itself, t-shirts, and then access to their concert, uh, at Curtis Hickson Park. So seems like, and kids under 10 are free and your bike rental is not included. So same thing with wobble bikes ride, show up with your own bike. Cause we don't got bikes for you and neither does on bikes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Then going into next week, the Homegrown Hillsborough is hosting their end of year partnership meeting. So if you're a, a player in the food system space, we encourage you to be there at Hillsborough County's Extension Office from four to eight, where you can learn more about Homegrown Hillsborough itself, um, kind of the work we've been doing over the past year, and celebrate with a garden dinner, um, which is uh, being in partnership with 360 Eats, providing um, all the catering, which is all rescued food, um, and you know, sustainable or all that kind of jazz. So um, check it out. Homegrown Hillsborough Partnership Meeting. You should be able to find uh, the RSVP link through Eventbrite as well. Looking forward and to And then, yeah, me too. We were setting up some tables and stuff, like, you know, checking our um, supplies list today. And it, I think it'll be a really cool event. So I'm looking forward to it too. Um, and then this event is a little bit in the future, in the new year. However, tickets went on sale just this week. And so the Gasparilla Music Festival will be taking place on February 16th and 18th. But early bird tickets went on sale December 5th. Um, so it's $60 for two days for GA, which is really affordable for a music festival. Um, it's a They have a, usually have a pretty decent lineup of different kind of artists. Um, and it's the 13th annual Gasparilla Music Festival. And so... This year will be hosted at Julian B. Lane Riverfront Park, um, which is a new spot for them. Um, if you don't have 60 bucks and you still want to go check it out, uh, they offer free tickets for a free one day ticket for volunteers. And so um, they have volunteer opportunities Wednesday before the festival through Sunday and you volunteer your shift and then you can spend the rest of the day enjoying the, um, the festival. So great way to listen to some good music without having to pay a dime. Um, yeah, good little hack. I used to do it a bunch when I was in, um, university to get free tickets to go places. So, yeah. And I'm sure it's a pretty light lift in terms of the volunteering. I mean, do some ticket taking or something like that. I don't know. Maybe you end up getting put to work, but, but, uh, still you're, you're in the mix. I remember, uh, serving food to stars. That's what I remember. So (laughs) a couple of times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, my best friend prides herself on having served prime rib to Little Dicky. So <laughs> you're going to get some pretty cool jobs. I love Little Dicky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us. Please do uh, share this show. Help us spread the word with Tampa Talk. Uh, please make sure you're subscribed to Word on the Streets and share those uh, that newsletter as well. Um, we will be hanging out, kind of sharing food out at Harvest Hope Park this morning from 10:30 to 11:30 and we'll also be putting in some work down at the Ebor Street Community Garden from 10 to 12. All right everyone, well that's what we're talking about today and thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good. <laughs>